podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What's up, footballers fans? With all the new content coming out, there's going to be a lot more people playing Weekend League and Rivals. It's going to get tough out there. Do yourself a favor and visit our friends at FifaUteam.com. They've got two new listings out for Foot Champions Rewards and also Rivals Rewards. The more you know before you go in, the easier it is to manage your time wisely. So do yourself a favor, click the link in the show notes or visit FifaUteam.com. Welcome back to Footballers. We're going to do an early episode this week because we have a lot to talk about and we've got a lot of things happen over the last few days. We have OG with us. Wise FIFA. Wise, how are you? Doing really well. Pleasure to be on as always, especially around this time of year. Had to bring out the big guns for this week, so glad you came out with us. Speaking of big guns, Matt is with us. How are you, Matt? Mm. The biggest of guns. I'm doing I'm doing very well and favorite time of the year unless of course they do ultimate screen but you know we've been talking about how much we're looking forward to team of the year how it's hopefully going to change our favors so let's get into it yeah i mean normally team of the year is, is a it's a time where everybody's at the peak excitement right this is the best card you're going to see probably until late team of the season or possibly after team of the season so these are going to be the meta for the next few months so we, we got the team leaked which it's unfortunate you know we talked about that last week the the leaks you know, it used to be a surprise. Everybody's logging on. Everybody's excited about it. Everybody already knew about it. They expected it. And the servers still crashed about three minutes after they released it. And I think they're still down at this time. Um, but we got attackers first in packs. Wise, do you think it is prudent to open packs now or save them for the full team? Or does it even matter? Uh, that depends on how many packs you have saved, for sure. If you only have a few packs, there's no difference in you maybe just ripping them now than, than later. However, this is all a battle of patience. How much can you edge yourself, if you will? I know that this, this is the type of footballers content people want, but you got to wait for the full team to come out. You, you have to. It, it sucks, but I mean, <laughs> we love playing the FIFA casino. No way we're trying to hit the jackpot on, on three cards that are, that are of this quality. Hold the packs is my, is my uh, advice. My wise words, if you will. Mm. Well, I opened all, all of my packs already. I had two of them. Before the market crashed. So I didn't get anything, unfortunately. Two packs? Yeah. Well, you know. I said it last week. I wasn't, I wasn't saving packs. You're putting the baller in footballers, my friend. Mm, yeah. That's what I do. Matt, <laughs> what do you feel about leaks? Let's just talk about this for a second. Do you like the fact that we knew the team of the year ahead of time because you can kind of strategize? Or do you prefer the, you know, I'm going to speak for Paul since he's not here, but you know, Paul prefers to be surprised. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I think EA definitely lose something in terms of, of stirring up interest in the game. Definitely engagement online by not having full control of the flow of information with this kind of thing. That said, with Team of the Year, it's a little bit different to, to other promos in respect that we largely anticipate at least half of these. Um, there may have been one or two that could have been interchangeable, say Lewandowski for Benzema or something like that. Uh, I think a few people thought Casemiro might get in into one of midfield slots, which is fair enough. But this is a Joe Cancelo even. This is a fairly predictable team of the year, though. So I don't think anyone's totally spoiling anything by leaking this. I think what would have been more useful for the player is if we got some leaked stats rather than the the mm. team itself. 
because EA are withholding the, the absolute stats of the cards until those cards are in pack. So we know what the stats are for the three attackers. We don't know what they are for defenders, midfielders, and the goalkeeper. So my opinion would largely echo with Paul that it would be better if we don't have them. And you, you can spare yourself from it by totally ignoring social media, but then you're just putting yourself at a disadvantage because everyone else has access to that information that you're choosing to ignore just to you know, give yourself a little bit of additional exhilaration maybe over the course of the week i don't know um but once that information's out there it's a necessity to sort of know it for yourself so as you say strategize and plan ahead that kind of thing so uh, there's no getting around it they're here to stay and i think there have been times this season where it looked like they had a bit of a lid on it but it's it's well and truly out there now everything's pretty much back to how it was last year which is a little bit disappointing i would prefer that they didn't exist but because they do i want to know as much as everyone else does so Maybe I'm part of the problem. Mm. Uh, I don't think so. It's happened it's happened happening for too long to be considered part of the problem, Matt, as we've talked about. They're missing out on big opportunities. What was it? A few, I think it was maybe FIFA 19 was the last time they really did something special like this, where they had that whole show about who was in the Serie A team of the season, where they, you know, and then they had the, the introductions. And they're missing out on opportunities like that to really drive and control either one, a narrative or, you know, user engagement. And so this is, don't understand, they might just be letting it happen because they're like, oh, well, you know, we don't have to pay a social media team to do, <laughs> to do what we wanted to do. It's <laughs> true. Right? Just yeah, a bunch of independent contractors doing it for them now. But it, it, it's a real shame. I, yeah, I had touched briefly just amongst my network of FIFA players, you guys, about winter wildcards had sparked a renewed vigor for me. And I think the biggest part about that was there were some hidden things that popped up during the actual promo rather than rather than knowing beforehand that we were going to get X, Y, and Z. A couple things popped up after the promo too, you know, like weeks after the promo, but we'll get into that later. Let's talk about these team of the year icons, because this is something new to foot. We haven't had this before. You know, we've gotten moments icons that are added. Those are typically one step better than the primes, but these are, I guess they're in the middle between prime and moments. I would guess they're really expensive. <laughs> Root Hullet is 14 million right now. Just the same as Mbappe, though. Mbappe's $14 million as well. But Wise, do you see these prices sustaining this kind of level? I don't, I don't see it. I, you know, one thing that I need to brush up on is I don't know how long, how long are those team of the year icons going to be in packs? If they're only in packs for the duration of the team of the year promo, then I could see them staying this high until we get the moments or anybody even relatively comparable. Because you mentioned this, Hunter. We're not going to see... We've just gotten a batch of elite players who we're not going to see the likes of for another four months. Mm -hmm. And they tend to hold their value really well, even if you, even with other subsequent market crashes that we might see around foot birthday or whatnot. So I could see them holding really high, especially given the fact that all of the pros, this is qualifying season or, and continues to be quali important qualifiers for them. And that's the real market of people that have the coins besides the, the traders. So I, I would very, I could see them staying inflated for a very long time. Yeah. And Matt, so I want to get your opinion on this. It's to me, if I was going to release these, maybe they're going to release more, but right now we have what, six team of the year icons and they're going to do these team of the year cards and packs every two days, right? So they're going to put attackers in, then they're going to put you know, midfielders, then they can put defenders. Why wouldn't you entice people to open packs by releasing team of the year icons the same way? So put Hullet in first, entice people to open packs to get Hullet and so on and so forth, and, and kind of trickle them in that way. Instead, they're just enabling people to hold packs for the rest. Possibly, or they just know that people have no patience. When the, Everyone, ideally, I That's think, true. would like to 
pack and attacker, right? So they're, the, the reason why they've changed from releasing defenders and on day one and moved to attackers is that they fully expect everyone to go mad for Mbappe, Benzema and Messi. And then by putting some of these bigger team of the year icons into subsequent releases, they're hoping that's going to entice people to reload on FIFA points, that kind of thing. So I, I totally get it. I think that's fine. It did say on EA's tweets earlier today that this was team one of team of the year icons, so there are going to be more. So that's mm. very interesting as well. And as you say, if that then takes this team one out of packs, the rarity of these will, will go through the roof, no doubt, because I imagine these are not going to be easy to pack. Like They are going to probably be quite genuine team of the year level pack weighted to, to actually yeah. get them. Yeah. Um, and some of them are, re- are really good and others might be slightly more average. For instance, at the minute, this is the first time I think I've ever seen in FIFA what looks to be a semi-usable Robert Perez. And that card, according to Footbin at least, is extinct at the moment. So people are going nuts to at least test that one. I can't imagine it'll live up to expectation. But that should be a card, in my opinion, based on what he achieved in club and international football that should be as good as the Ginola card is in-game, who's, in my opinion, a bit of a fraud in terms of why he's been made as good as he is, but that's an argument for a different day. Perez should be much better than he traditionally has been, and maybe this is the one. But we'll have to see. Fingers crossed for you. Also, though, they I saw some some little digging deeper on this. The foot design, or not the foot, the card designs for these boys have been touted as some of the best ever. That kind of you know, diamond-esque, you know, popping out from the, what is that? If we're looking at the card right, but if the card's looking at you, their left shoulder those it's it's a it's a tasty designed card i could see that being high demand just like the argentinian players with the world cup dynamics i could i could see that causing this value to stay high too just even for that cosmetic reason i never understood that but yeah you're not wrong you see it all the time people get super hyped for like new face updates or you know dynamic card changes and we're we're only x yeah we're x days away from a, the first dynamic background on a card that that's going to be crazy oh my god i yeah. can't wait yeah <laughs> <laughs> what about the flashback ramos i mean i feel like all these other cards are going to be <sighs> overshadowing that ramos card but it looks really really good wise take us through sergio ramos and will you be completing it uh, well, I mean, completing it, uh, maybe over the course of, I mean, to your point, like he's going to be comp, he has good links, X, Y, and Z. He checks a lot of boxes, but you guys have talked about this in the past. How do you feel about recycled content? I mean, that's low hanging fruit for them to to drop in Ramos and they've done this yep. how many times in the past? It's just, I don't, so I, my excitement for Ramos is not high. They could have done it with Thiago Silva and I would have still felt the same way as I do about Ramos. It's like, okay, we always know one's coming. They give us, they'll give us a flashback or if they have Thiago Silva's already got a flashback or whatever. So I don't know. (laughs) Great card from gameplay perspective. You should do it if people grind over the course of a few weeks, but I don't think I'm going to do him personally, no. Logic dictates I probably should do it because I'm very keen to get Hakimi, if I'm honest. Um, but as you say, just we, we do tend to fall into these traps whereby we end up buying the same card year in, year out. And I'm pretty sure by this time of the year, if I don't buy a team of the year Sergio Ramos card, it's, it's something like this. And you know, it's a good way of, of hoovering up some of the fodder that people will pack over the course of the next couple of weeks. And if you've got nothing else to put it into, then then why not do it? 
But I don't think it's a card everyone's screaming out for. That said, it's one of those in-game models that's perhaps artificially inflated in terms of his size. He always seems to look and play a lot bigger than he does in real life. He's almost going to be Van Dyke-esque, which, you know, he's not. He's exceptional, uh, tough defender and, and quick and reasonably powerful, but he'll be so wide and be able to grab you from so far away that it's a little bit of a cheat, but... <laughs> Yeah, it is what it is. I think it's one that we'll we'll see a, a lot of and it'll become very common and that therefore makes it reasonably unappealing to me. I you know, I like to be a little bit different with my team selection. I don't like to play cards that literally everybody has. So we shall see. If I pack a lot of fodder, I'll probably have to do it, but there you go. Looking at his stats too, it's there's some there's some things in here that are that give me pause. Uh don't get me wrong, ninety acceleration is amazing. His defensive stats are are excellent, but how long before that 71 agility and the balance, lower balance are, are going to cause you headaches? Uh, or 72 agility, rather, I should say, and 71 balance. Uh, for for a card that's going to run you 600-odd K in fodder price, I don't know. I don't know if this is the this is the best card he's ever had. No, certainly not the best card. But like I said, like as somebody who's in position like me, they're looking to get, let's say, Luka Modric into their team. And right now I have Eder Militao at the back, the World Cup Phenom version. I could trade him, take in some coins, and then use fodder to complete Ramos and free up that money to put into a team of the year midfielder. So I could definitely understand people wanting to do this SBC, but currently I feel like it's too expensive. It's like 600K right now, which I'm sure that'll come down once more packs come open. And, you know, I've been watching the market since we started, and the index, the 100 index on Footbin was at a 102, and now it's below a 95 already. So people are definitely opening packs and flooding cards onto the market. One thing we didn't talk about is. The 12th man, the vote for the 12th man, that starts the 23rd, and it's going to be between three people. It's going to be between Valverde, Haaland, or Cancelo. Personally, I think Haaland should win this hands down. I don't think Valverde or Cancelo can even come close considering the performance that he put in so far this year. And it's not his fault that his, well, it might be his fault, but Norway didn't get to compete in the World Cup, so he kind of was out of the spotlight for a month, month and a half. Matt, do you think Erling Haaland is going to win 12th man? Mm, yeah, I think I think so. Um, he, he's become everyone's sort of second favourite player. If he doesn't play for your, your supported team, you're probably watching him every week, especially if you do fantasy Premier League. Um, he, he's irresistible to not sort of follow and keep your eye on because he's, he's so uniquely talented especially in terms of, of his physical athleticism it's, he's, he's a different caliber player um there's a part of me that would like Valverde to get it because I just think he he's been super consistent and his positional flexibility makes him very interesting from either being a central midfielder or, or a wide right-sided player um Cancelo He's been super good over the last sort of 18 months in general, but I think over the last few months, he's kind of dropped off just a little bit. And I say that purely out of how I follow scoring on fantasy uh, football, by the way. Um, his his results haven't been great <laughs> in the last few weeks, so whether that contributes to that or not, I don't know. But it's hard to ignore that kind of goal output. The guy's just unreal. Um, it would be interesting, though, if he does get it, whether he becomes, he morphs into this figure that we were talking about at the beginning of the season where we were examining the usefulness of lengthy as the accelerate and people improve 
out of side of the capability of even being lengthy anymore, how that affects how that card plays because at that height and probably the weight as well, he's never going to be someone who can move around nimbly in the box like a Ben Yedda. And if you take Lemphy away from him, just how fastly he even feel in game. And I think this is one of the quandaries that might be answered by that car's inclusion and, and team of the year 12th man. You know, we kind of talked about that earlier, you know, at the beginning of the season when Howland was so strong and so overpowering in the game. It's because there was just nobody quite on his level of physicality and, you know, top speed, especially when you consider the lengthy debate. But I feel like now it's it's going back to what we thought we would see at this point. It's it's your smaller, your nimble, your quicker attackers that can just make you miss, kind of quick change of direction that your defender just can't match. So as a as a defender, you're kind of forced into a situation where you have to just defend patiently and just wait for them to make a mistake and, you know, change direction into you instead of trying to mirror their movement because it's not possible. And I, I'm with you. I think Hallen's going to be in that boat. He's going to be strong. He's going to be able to win balls up, up top. He's going to be able to overpower defenders, but he's not going to make many people miss. And he's not going to be able to make quick decisions in the box, which is going to be his downfall. Wise, where are you at with the 12th man? I think from a practicality perspective, BPL pulled. They they stopped running BPL players in footies votes and whatnot for a reason. It's just gonna. It's just overwhelming. That be, I guess the only thing that would even come close to that would be the Real Madrid fandom. I think there's a very compelling argument that Valverde deserved to be in the starting 11 ahead of someone like Jude Bellingham. There's a few, I think, that should be in there before Jude Bellingham. Sorry for all my England fans out there, but I think this is a popularity vote. Yeah, I know. I love myself some, some Jude as a player. He's fantastic. Just to Matt's points earlier, Valverde's done it for longer. If Valverde was English and young and won the UCL, I don't think there would even be a, a competition. Uh, can't forget that. And he did play well at the World Cup. So I would, to, just echoing Matt's points, I wouldn't be shocked, nor would I be disappointed if Valverde makes it. But I do think the heavy betting favorites are on Holland. And Zhao, sadly, has, has fallen off a little bit, still a class player but not in uh, not in this realm uh, i think they the defenders are, are pretty good except for maybe van dyke is up for discussion for sure even saying that as someone that's partial to liverpool yeah i don't know i i remember when they did those team of the year nominees that was always that was a funny little gimmick where they gave everybody plus one i wouldn't mind seeing some sort of recognition for someone like valverde in in this promo given the fact that i do think holland is gonna no pun intended, with a lengthy discussion, run away with this vote. That's very clever, Wise. Mm. Out of interest, I, th- I think a few of us would, would probably tend to agree with you that Van Dijk isn't where he was a couple of years ago. I'm not saying he's had a terrible time since then, but it's not quite team of the year level, probably. But who would you put in instead? That's the, mm. the interesting one. Yeah, this is a good... This is a great question. Do you wait it? What do you wait? If you will, this is, I'd love to have this open discussion with this of, do you wait domestic success? Cause if that's the case, you know, maybe Ruben D's nuts in your face or, you know, someone like Tamori could make it in. I don't know. I don't know if a Bayern defender deserves it really. So I, I think I, I really like Fiaco as an option. AC Milan were dominant and he was very good. I watched a lot of the Serie A, as you guys can tell by my obscure sign jerseys in the mm. background. Maybe you give it to someone like Cancelo, though, who says we're wedded to having a center back. You know, why not? 
why not maybe give it to to someone like Zhao when the center backs in the moment are going through a little bit of a flux? Maybe Edermil Tao for his success. I would hate to see that card in game. I would Oof. absolutely despise it. I would love would it. Hate It'd be it. Awesome. I would hate it. Nope. Disgusting. <laughs> but uh, maybe even uh, yeah. No, I think that that's that's my waiting it on success would have given it to someone like that. World Cup wise, sadly, I don't think anybody on Argentina really. Odomendi was good, but didn't stand out. We all know who their champion was. So what about you, Matt? Did you have an idea? I don't, if I'm honest. I mean, I would sort of default to Marquinhos just because he's very consistently yeah, great good. job. But again, didn't have the best of World Cups. Not a terrible one by any stretch, but is domestically fantastic. Perhaps more so than VVD has been in the last 12 months, I would say. So I'll default to that in terms of lack of a better answer for you. But yeah, it's all been seen and done before, unfortunately. It'd be nice to get someone come out of the blue and really change things up. Like Tamori would have been a, an absolute ripper of a, of a new blood into team of the year. But yeah, it's crazy how he didn't even get into the England squad for the World Cup. But that's that's Gareth for you. Maybe a, maybe a run out in a national team would be helpful. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we didn't talk about it yet, but I feel like nobody wants to see a goalkeeper as a 12th man, but... I can't believe they didn't put Emilio Martinez in there for the discussion or even for the vote. I feel like he mm. deserved to be in the team of the year, but we all know team of the year isn't strictly performance-based, right? This is always going to have a fandom effect on it. Uh, that's why you typically always saw, even years like when Neymar was injured most of the year, he still got in team of the year. That was, what was that, FIFA 18, FIFA 19? But, mm-hmm. you know, it, ha- it has a fan factor, and that's somewhat unfortunate, but I think it has to be that way because you don't want to go strictly performance-based because then the community doesn't get what they want. You know, the players want to play with the cards that they want, and I think this is the right way to do it. I don't know. I, decide. I have to disagree personally because I think EA have, have enough opportunity to shove the cards that either they want or they think the people want into the game over the course of the year, but for team of the year should be the best players. It used to be based on the Thief Pro 11. Yeah. Everyone loved it. Yep, right. No need to change it. Right. Go back to that. I loved it when that back in the day, what was it? The the year where it was all, what was that, FIFA 13 or 14, Matt, when it was all the uh, Real Madrid and Barcelona players? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Falcao. Do you remember that? It was the full La Liga yeah. team? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. No, I mean, that, that's not me being facetious either. That was, they were good. And I loved Xavi Alonso. I, went, I wonder if that, uh, something like that is is a catalyst for where we are today, though, because they know that those cars won't move packs like a Premier League inclusion in Team of the Year would be, or they just foresaw that met even a long time ago that they're going to move away from the FIFA brand, and you can't really rely on the FIFA Pro Eleven if you're not using the FIFA brand, right? So I guess it serves mm. them well for yeah. the future. But I liked the fact that that was performance-based and then you can shove any old stuff into all the other promos over the course of the year that either the fans want or they think we want. But yeah, leave my team of the year alone. Yeah, what's stopping them from uh, what's stopping them from doing, you know, we get mini releases and whatnot throughout all the other promos. What's stopping them from from dropping in a, a couple, sprinkling in a couple extra boost boys, calling it team of the year next or whatever you want to call it? just to to give some of these players that are close in their debates the the shouts they deserve like Emiliano. I still think Courtois absolutely is right a deserving of a of a spot but yeah give Emiliano a card give Tamori a card give Holland his card. Yeah the yeah. the old honorable mentions as you said that that were to treat for this sort of thing. Yeah. Well 
something else we need to mention, and we're going to spend quite a bit of time on this one, I, I feel like, because uh, to me, it's a pretty important thing that happened the other day. It happened uh, Wednesday morning. Early in the morning, I got on and I noticed, I think I saw a tweet from uh, Zwayback that Zlatan, Centurion Zlatan, was nerfed. And they saw a bunch of other Centurion cards that were nerfed, and they had Rule Breakers cards that were nerfed. And there was complete silence from EA for hours about this. And it was just, people were raging online about it. And we were trying to figure out, is this intentional or is this, was this by accident? Because some cards got boosted in other areas. Like Variety got a boost on his physicality, whereas they nerfed everything else. So we were trying to figure out, you know, is this, is this intended or not? You know, we got no word from EA. Eventually, they did say that they were aware of it and they were going to fix it. Now, tinfoil hat theory time. You know, people long ago always said that, oh, man, my car just doesn't feel like it did two weeks ago. You know, that I feel like they nerfed him. And it's always been a topic of discussion, right? So people always say, no, no, they, they definitely nerf cards because they're good for the first, you know, 10 games and then they go to shit. This just gives people fuel to keep fanning that fire. And to me, it makes the community who already don't really trust EA lose all complete trust in EA. Because how do you know what you're really getting? I mean, do you... Are you really getting a player with those stats or is it just visual? Because they often claim this is a visual glitch only. Well, how do I know on my side is what I'm seeing is correct. You, you have no way of knowing. That's the same thing that happened with Kimgate, right, Matt? Pretty much, yeah. We, we all thought we were buying into improved versions of cards through the, the informed system and it turns out they played worse than their gold cards did. Um, I don't want to get too much into Kimgate. It's been talked about to death, but that is the prime example here that even if this is totally accidental on EA's part, their incompetence, repeated incompetence in, in these kind of manners and poor communication on the subject just casts a massive shadow over everything that they do. And and as you say, it fuels the conspiracy. We've all felt weird things when we're playing this game and we can't prove them. We don't know. And, and maybe it's excuse making some of the time. But generally, sometimes it does feel like you, your cars play really bad and you don't understand why, or you put a, a hunter on a player and it's supposed to be 99 pace with 99 shooting and it, it blatantly doesn't feel like that. It calls up everything into question. Mm. And just as it, they're starting to put things to bed, I mean, Chemgate's well out of everyone's like memory at this point. No one gives a shit about that. But it just reopens. You reopen old wounds. People have been on the scene for a while, start talking shit and... There's no way they would have communicated about this or even acknowledged there was an issue until everyone went apeshit on Twitter. They forced them to make some sort of public reaction to it that they clearly did not want to do. But it, it beggars the question. Yeah, is it is the it does beggar the question. I, I'm going to continue your mm. words, Matt. Possibly you could correct me if this isn't what you're saying. Like, why would they do this? Is there reasons for them to do this? And you know, economically, sure there is. What's the what's the purpose of of what they're trying to do. Their purpose is try to generate some money. How do they do that? By getting people to come back for packs. And you see the power creeps that happen in the game. But how do you keep it? How do you keep it fresh? How do you keep people always wanting that next bite? Sure. You see the promo teams getting higher and higher rated. That being said, in the past, they release players that are competitive for a long time. But if you start to manipulate how those players go, and if you need to toggle the, the power creep up and down, people start to realize, oh man, my Reberee, my Rule Breakers Reberee, who I spent so much money on 
isn't cutting it anymore. You know, a hallmark of, uh, of what was that? The rule breakers promo isn't, isn't doing it anymore. Now I need to go and try to chase that next card. His price has probably dropped, man. Am I going to just sell them and try to rip packs for this team of the year Mbappe? Or am I going to, oh, I need an extra 400 K to get to this new, this new version of the Pyrrhus icon. Cause you know, similar card in terms of uh, linkability to Ribri. and you see it. You could, you could absolutely see them being like, okay, let's, let's nerf some of these substitutes from the past so that they now need the new one that we've released. I don't know <laughs> that just would take so much time coordination. And if they're already incompetent on one end, I, I can't see them being competent enough to think that far into the future. Let me ask you a question though, wise, yeah, but let's presume and I'm, you know, just indulge me ever so slightly. Let's presume that they are doing exactly what you're theorizing there. And they're semi nerfing older cards that they hope people won't notice to try and encourage people to mm-hmm. upgrade. What's the, the consequence for EA for even doing it and then even getting caught? What's the consequence? There isn't much really because we've proven as a community time and time again that we'll come back and kiss their ass, quite frankly. Speak for yourself. Uh, there's no regulator out there that's going to punish them for it. We as a community will not walk away because we never fucking do. So why wouldn't they do it? They probably should be doing it because we're very weak community in that respect matt made this point before that there is no community in this game really i mean there's factions of communities in this game like there's communities of people who follow creators but as far as a fifa community there is none i mean it's 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 about as toxic as it can get as far as a community goes but that's just kind of the the culture that ea have allowed the culture to be i mean they they have things in the game like quitting during a penalty shootout after extra time in a champs game when it's tied and you get fuck all for it. Like I just wasted 30 minutes of my time essentially. And it just leaves people with a bad taste in their mouth. There's so many examples you can make like that. And it just, it, it's, it takes the community to that level. And I think that's where Matt's making his point. We're never going to be able to do anything about it unless they, like you say, vote with your feet, walk away from the game. And this is be the, one of those times that I think should do that because if we don't, do anything about it it's going to keep happening like you guys all said yeah and that's a a large product of the fact that they've had the monopoly on any sort of semblance mm-hmm. of a of a competent we'll use keyboard in this competent football game for a while pez is trying their little heart out but it's just not it's just not there people like playing pez i just can't get to it personally myself that's anecdotal but i uh I think it's what happens when you know you you need to hit your deadlines and FIFA and your your earnings expectations without having to worry about a competitor, and so you think you could do what you need to do and uh, cut the cost, whether that be you know not just not just what they're doing in game to get more revenue, but also just to not expand the team bases that we need to for them to catch these mistakes that they're making to your point, even if this is an accidental mistake, EA should be held accountable enough to be like, okay, are you, do you have an internal, do you have enough internal checks to deliver a finished product for a company that makes billions of dollars on this football game every year? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, and that's profit. That's not even just, that's not just revenue profit of, <laughs> yeah. So it's frustrating. And I know that there's people there that work that are probably incredibly competent, but if you're not giving them the resources they need, to listen to the community, to catch the leakers, you know, to foster a happy environment to, to, to Hunter's point, it, this stuff like this happens. And then you think, well, man, what else could they be up to nefariously? Yeah. 
And if you go look at, if you look at the TNCs, the terms and conditions of this game, I don't think it's illegal for them to do what we all suspected them no. to do, which it was clearly a mistake because they fixed it. But if they were to do this, like you said, there's nothing we could do. I mean, there's no legal action that anyone could do about it. Yeah, and to be fair, you know what? They might need to come out and have, uh, this might take the reins. If you compare this to something like trading card games, if you will, like competitive trading card games, your Magic, your Yu-Gi-Oh, your Pokemon, the, no one faults them for updating what they have, these ban lists and whatnot. And so they manipulate which cards are useful and not useful. And then they release batches of cards that have that. That's where the power creep term comes into play, if you will. So they're constantly manipulating their game base. And so, sure, you pay $100 for one card, but then something happens and now it's only worth $5. That's something where they could be monetarily impacted. We don't do that. You know, you pay 60 bucks for the game and then you drop your FIFA points in. But your FIFA points are your FIFA points. You can choose what you do with them rather than paying like, okay, this card is worth $5 and I gave you $5, but now you nerfed it. I don't want, that's not worth $5. Give me my money back. We don't do stuff like that. Right. And so I, to your point, I, that's where they legally probably can't do anything. But uh, it's, it's how you cater to your community and EA really, they got to tread. Maybe it doesn't happen next year, no, the year after that, but they can't be holding their breath for a competent arcade style soccer slash football game to come out that then just takes their bacon yeah and you gotta imagine these conversations being had in the boardroom because fifa is the basically the the game that keeps ea afloat i mean it's the big money maker you know no other game makes money like fifa does i think apex makes quite a bit of money but besides those two it's i mean madden's not what it used to be madden you know a lot of people don't really play madden anymore but it's also just a segment in market. If you think about as much as yeah. uh, two, two Americans talking about this while we have a little sprinkle of a beautiful Englishman on the podcast <laughs> right now, but that's the point with Madden. The Madden, I'm like, <laughs> there's not, you only have a population of really 300 million Mad likes football and people we know like football. So you get a little bit more. But besides that, I mean, it's nothing compared to the, to the little billions of audience that FIFA reaches. Matt went and grabbed something. Curious to see what it was. That's how long it is since I've played Madden. Oh, wow. What year is that? <laughs> oh, my that is, Lord. So that's the OG. It's Japanese version, but that is the OG John Madden football on the Genesis. I will say slight digression. You guys all should follow Matt and watch his commentary on, uh, I'm not going to say ancient because, sorry, Matt, that would be a little, that'd be a little harsh to you, but historic games, it's beautiful. You can learn a lot from, uh, from, his, from Matt's Twitter feed. There you go. Yes. Definitely takes me back. I saw this post about Metal Gear Solid the other day. It was awesome. So getting back into this discussion, how do we move going forward? I mean, to me, this, this, what happened this week, you know, a lot of people will say, what's the big deal? It's no big deal. And you know what? To 90% of this, of the people who play this game, probably mm-hmm. more than that, right. they'll have no idea it happened. No idea. Yeah. But for your hardcore people who you're, you're dedicated people who are going to probably be playing this game until August, September, until the next one comes out. It's going to matter to them. You know, they're, to me, I can't take this game near as serious as before. And I, I didn't really take it too serious before this because of all the other bullshit that's been happening. But now it's like, what's the point of even trying to remotely take this game seriously? Because it really is a joke at this point. And, you know, anything could happen. It's so unpredictable with the gameplay, the mistakes, the bullshit in the market. You just, you don't know what you're going to get. So if anybody out there is, is frustrated with any of this stuff and, and you just have had enough, take a break. You know, I'm not saying walk away and quit, but you have to take a break and stop taking this game so seriously. Now is not the time, though, to to take a break. This is the best time of year to be playing it, unfortunately. So they're kind of caught at a really bad time. 
the time to take a break was during the it's World Cup, which is exactly yeah. what we did because there was fuck all going on. But now I, I don't want to take a break. Unfortunately, though, ultimately it comes down to, as you say, the lack of competition. And if you're a football fan, a soccer fan, at some point you're going to have the urge to play a soccer game. You're going to play FIFA. You're not going to play PES or no. whatever else is out there these days. The, the, the competition is so few and far between. And, and ultimately, that's the way it rumbles. If, if you need a, a video game football fix, you'll come back over and over again. And, and that's just the sad state of, of where we're at right now. And you can never depend on Konami to become a viable competitor again. The money machine that EA has made out of FIFA since... FIFA 09, when the first Ultimate team come out, has put them so far ahead of Konami, who barely even make video games anymore. Quite frankly, they make pachinko and gambling games these days, or mobile games. They're not the ones to, to sort of address this whole competition thing. It's got to come from somewhere else, and it's going to take a brave development house to stump up the hundreds of millions, if not more, than it will take to create a game that's even half as good or as competent as the FIFA that we're moaning about now actually is. That's the problem. Epic's just going to put a game mode in Fortnite where it's one, maybe five minute games tops. You play against other people, Battle Royale Soccer. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's I'd like to see it. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. They already got the Neymar skins. They already got the skins. They already got things going. Yeah. Yeah. Only a matter of time. Did you try the World Cup mode in Modern Warfare where you ride the little four-wheelers around? That I did not, but I, I that was hilarious. I loved all those memes, and hopefully the the, the footballers uh, audience will love the memes that <laughs> COD did more FIFA or COD did more World Cup content than FIFA did during those times <laughs> when you could like pick the the nations head to head, and if you won, you got XP and kit or not kit, but kit skins and stuff. Yeah, that was that was hilarious. Well, you know, I don't want to dwell on this too long. It's 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 it is what it is. So just take this game with a grain of salt. Is all I can say. Don't take it too serious because. You have no control over. We can't control any of these things. All we can do is be vigilant and don't give it more time than it's worth. That's that's my philosophy. If I'm pissed off, frustrated with it, I'm turning it off. I'm going outside. Yeah, but we all know the footballers pod have uh, have compulsive have some have a little bit maybe borderline compulsive disorders, and they'll be checking their player stats in game every day to see if they still mark up with the face stats. Oh. So really, just let it really get at you. Really get at the mental health aspect of ch- get on FIFA every day to check so that you know your players are players aren't nerfed. Can I ask you? guys um a question real quick before we sort of move on to something else i know we're sort of you just did we're sort of droning and you know, being a little bit negative about what is an exciting time of the year to play the game so that there are mm-hmm. some 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 good aspects out there to look forward to but there's a lot of content makers out there who have enormous fan bases who basically stay silent mm-hmm. about this kind of thing and they're the ones really who have the only ones that have the power to change the sway of public opinion to maybe force EA to to be a better version of themselves yet they choose not to do it and I presume as it was back in the Chemgate days there's too much money on the line no one wants to be um, the odd one out and put their neck on the chopping block and risk their revenue stream to say something bad against FIFA but you know there is a lot of this game that's aimed towards children, but a lot of adults play this game as well. And they don't really do a good job of looking themselves in the eye and saying, am I prepared to put up with this bullshit? The the leaders of this community do not do anything to stand up for us. And, you know, we as small content makers, we only have so much reach and we try our best to make our community aware of what's going on to see if we can make an impact. But ultimately we can't because we're we're not a streamer of a hundred K 
audience or, or whatever it happens to be. But I think it, it does say a lot about the leaders of the community and then the people who follow those leaders that we ultimately just end up back where we are every time. We moan about it for a couple of days, hoping we're going to get compo more than changes probably <laughs> a lot of the time. And ultimately we just go back to doing what we're doing. I think everyone needs to sort of examine that and think you know, as, a, as a fully grown adult who knows better, should I, should I be accepting this? Or, or, or not and if you still make the decision to you know what the enjoyment it gives me is worth all the bullshit there's nothing wrong with that because ultimately we, we play this because we're short of something else to do quite frankly and until those voids are filled with something else you're just going to carry on doing what you're doing matt that was well put i mean i i wouldn't really add a whole lot to that i don't know if wise if you have anything else to say but that's that's really what it comes down to and i really don't think the bigger content creators one i don't think they're prepared to bite the hand that feeds. But two, I don't think they really care, to be honest. I don't think they see themselves as leaders. I think they see themselves as content creators and they make money based on the content. I think if it came down to money or being a leader, they would pick money every time. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, they, they, they do. I think that's why we're not going to see the change despite, but why is where are you at? Yeah. No, I, uh, besides the fact that I thought Matt was going to say something cheerful, uh, at the start of that, uh, at the start of that dialogue, besides, <laughs> besides that, it gets. um, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I could bring the levity. No, just kidding. As someone that's been around the block on content creating in FIFA for, for the law, this is just to touch on that point for a long time. I, uh, I agree that the, the people that are the pillars that are left in the game, are are interesting that the you know especially if you get into the the twitter sphere or whatnot those dredges eh, completely different the streamers and the likes of that agreed i think you know that's just what's been brought about by that whole streaming industry is yeah they are their own entities in and of themselves and they think of themselves separately as maybe they should you know as they should just like actors think of themselves differently than than films or whatnot that they should be a part of because they're providing entertainment just as much as the the game and the vehicle that they're they're using to to do that entertainment i would like to see for sure and i think i you know this is me having my accepting personality i would like to see them be on ea where there's things that are wrong because at the same time you need to you need to think long-sighted of hey we got to hold them accountable so that the game continues to be good otherwise i'm going to lose my audience when people stop right putting up with all their bullshit uh, yeah. so i'd like yeah and I, so that's where that's where you know, I'd like to hold myself to that integrity if I ever get back to the to the big content creating days and when you guys and us as a whole footballers is the number one FIFA podcast. But it's all about it's all about how how are you using FIFA for enjoyment? Gotta definitely call out and inform our community, the Matt said, what's going on and what you said, Hunter, but where the bullshit is. But don't take FIFA so seriously to the point where you let it really bother who you are. We all, why are mm -hmm. we here? Matt said, because we don't maybe have better things to do. I agree for a lot of that. But other side of that is I like soccer and football enough to be like, let's spend some time virtually to conduct my creative, you know, creative juices, whether it be strategy or whatnot, what I'm watching on the TV. I want a vehicle to try to do that when it's not right in front of my face. So don't be afraid to try career mode. Don't be afraid to just putz up how we all got started into FIFA and play with your friends, you know, head to head. Don't don't be afraid to do that outside of Ultimate Team if you need a little bit of a break because FIFA as a whole is still very enjoyable to play. It's just really difficult when you're trying to hold EA accountable for for their mistakes which are rampant. But uh yeah, that's how that's how mm. I'm looking at it. I mean, do you like collecting the cards as a trade treated as a trading card game? 
Do you like being innovative? Mess around with the tactics and get battered, but maybe one of those times you'll find something fun. My mm. Yeah, exactly. Takes a special kind of person. <laughs> it does. I, I, I'll, I'm there with you, Matt. It takes me as well. <laughs> but yeah, it ebbs and flows too, though. Don't don't let it really don't let it get you down too bad because at the end of the day, life is life is too short for that. <laughs> All right, what a way to end it. Wise words from wise. That is going to wrap us up this week. You can follow us on social media by looking at the show notes. All the links are in there. Wise, what are you getting into in your content? What are you up to? Yeah, no, glad you asked Hunter. Not that this is a shameless plug or anything, but I've, I used to do, used to be a trader on the days and on Twitter or whatnot, but we've moved as uh, this is app. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. It's called TikTok. Um, and then oh. this other, no, yeah, no, no. I am on Tinder. Uh, I, d- wise, uh, wise FIFA wise with a Y hit me up. Um, Tinder grinder, Bumble hinge, all of them. Uh, oh, but me neither. You probably really are. Aren't we? we all boomers after all. One of those is, is put in there for the, the people that know will know, but not what about but grinder. Not really. That's what I said. I said Grinder is one of them. Okay. Yeah. That's his favorite. <laughs> We're not getting canceled out here, that's for sure. But on TikTok, I'm starting a new series. This goes perfectly to the enjoyment of FIFA, where I explore teams of full 11s from what I call exotic nations. People might remember a YouTuber in the past called Philip Pato. It's this funny-ass Irish boy back in the day that would do this. But teams of exotic nations, quick one-minute reviews. Think the likes of the United States, Canada. We'll get Uruguay in there, Paraguay, Slovenia, Slovakia, oh, all of it. the African countries, of oh, course. I love it. Yeah, and so, yep, and that's just wise FIFA with a Y. And hoping to do more stuff like this, chat with the, get reconnected with the footballer boys and whatnot. Always a productive, and as though this one might have been a little negative, always a healthy discussion. Yeah. And if you don't like negativity, I don't know what else to tell you. Sometimes you got to talk about the truth, and sometimes it's fucking negative. If you don't like it, turn it off. That's all I can say. But thanks for joining us this week if you made it this far. And thanks for sticking with us. And we'll be back in a couple of days to go over some more Team of the Year content that we get over the weekend. We'll see you then. Sports Social Podcast Network.